0: Why aren't you listening to Piffling FM Radio?
1: This is Jennifer Delacroix, Piffling FM. This week we're kindly supported by Stainer and Bell, a family-run publisher specialising in quality printed music and books since 1907. Visit Stainer.co.uk.
2: Piffling FM Radio.
3: Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. He used to run it by himself. He doesn't anymore. The future of fun funerals hangs in the balance and Rudyard doesn't even know. Whilst he's laid up with a broken foot, Antigone's been offered a deal with the devil, their competitor, Eric Chapman.
4: Wooden Overcoats by David K. Barnes. Series 2, Episode 8. There ought to be clowns.
3: It had been a glorious night at the circus, of daring-do and magic tricks, of acrobats and clowns. I'd been there myself nibbling on discarded peanuts and keeping a very low profile. A. I didn't want to frighten the elephants. And B. I did want to keep an eye on Eric Chapman and Antigone Fun. (sighs)
5: Sometimes you can't beat good old-fashioned live entertainment, can you? Indeed. I mean... Sure, the knife-thrower should have been trying to avoid her target, and the enormous build-up to the bearded man was unjustified, but all told, that wasn't a bad evening at all.
6: In... in that case, did you... enjoy yourself?
5: <laughs> oh, very good. I'm serious. What about you? Did it live up to the memories?
6: Oh, um... yes. Just about. I didn't expect the lion tamer to get his arm bitten
5: off. Not by the trapeze artist, no.
6: But it was the clowns that mattered. They were just as funny as I remembered.
5: Strange. You didn't laugh. Didn't I? I thought you had a panic attack. That's how I laugh. Uh-huh. How about your old favourite? Bijou. Wasn't
6: she incredible?
5: <laughs> I'll say. Six hose pipes down the trousers and she still managed to throw that pie at my face with pinpoint accuracy.
6: Of all these years, she hasn't changed. Still brimming with the confidence I'll never have and always wanted.
5: Well, now's your chance to let her know. Look over there. <gasps> Jeez, you. you can finally tell her how much she's meant to you. Oh, no, I
6: can't do that. She's so funny and confident and I'm so... Antigone
5: fun. Oh, she'll be thrilled. What if I panic and eat her? You... what? It'll be fine. Stop worrying and talk to the clown. I... no. I...
6: No, no, you're right. What's there to be afraid of?
5: What she can do is squirt you in the face. That is quite frightening. Antigone. Yes, yes, I'm
6: going. You won't run away. Sorry? Nothing. Wait here. Excuse me. Yes. Your bijou. Yes. I was watching the act. What? Just now, I was watching you, and I am. Oh my god! Oh my god! I am. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Sometimes, well, it. it, it, Sometimes it's awful. I mean, it was, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I mean, wasn't it? Well, I, I think so. Anyway, do you? No, I. I liked it very much. Oh, you should ask for a refund. Really? You liked the act? Yes. Oh, I was so sure it was the worst thing ever. I remember now. Weren't you having a seizure in the front row? I was enjoying the act. How extraordinary. So, you liked the show? Especially you. Oh, Oh, thank you. Oh, that really does mean a lot. Do, do you mind if we use the first names? Well, certainly. Good. What's yours? Antigone. Antigone. Oh, that's an odd name, isn't it? I'm Bijou. Yes, I know. Like we've known each other all our lives. We have done. <laughs> have we? Or at least I've known you all my life. All your life. I see. Shall we sit? Um. On what? Exactly. There's nothing there. We'll have to stand. Antigone, please, tell me about yourself. I would love to know. Well, I, I, I went to the circus when I was six, and I saw you, and I thought you were really, oh, really quite... Oh, it's all coming back to me. Wonderful. Oh, really... I was wonderful. And I I kept wanting to come back because I wanted to be you. Except I knew I never could be. Well, just as well for both of us that you're not, isn't it? (laughs) Would you like to smell a flower? Are you going to squirt me with it? No. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. It's a compulsion. So, you stopped all those years ago coming to the circus? Yes. Oh. What a pity. I was young and scared of everything. I hid in a mortuary for 17 years. Really? Gosh. I've been hidden here for 56. Do you like it? Do I? It's all I know. Though, yes, I... I think you can say I... Except... It shows... It's never quite as, um... Then again, my memory's not, um... Antigone? Yes. Why would a lovely young lady like you want to be a silly old thing like me? Because you're you. Out there. In front of other people. And that means something to you? Other people are all there is. Rubbish! Other people can get on with their own lives. You! You're the most important person on this planet. And so am I. (laughs) Remember that. You will remember, won't you? Please tell me you'll remember that. I... Yes. Yes, I will. (laughs) Oh, I'm tired. Bedtime. <laughs> you don't mind if I just uh, slink away, do you? I. I never. I never liked goodbyes. I don't mind. Thank you. Oh, Antigone. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you for coming back.
5: Well, you two seem to get on. How was she? Antigone? Anything wrong?
6: Sorry, no, I'm fine. I think we should go home.
5: Oh, sure. Shall we? Oh, nearly forgot. I said I nearly forgot.
6: Hmm? Forgot what?
5: The offer. My offer, to you.
6: More proposition, I think.
5: Uh, yes. No, you're right. Wrong word. So? So? Have you thought about it?
6: Uh, here and there. Okay.
5: Is that a, I like the idea, but I've got to consider the practicalities, or more definitely not, how do I tell him, or... It's,
6: um, in my head... I see. I'm not trying to be evasive, I'm just... Being evasive. Look, do you really actually think it could work?
5: Yes. That's it, just yes. Right, so?
6: Well, I'd have to leave everything behind. My home, my mortuary, my
5: fluids. Well, you can bring some of those things with you.
6: How could either of us look him in the eye? Who?
5: Oh, Rudyard. Of
6: course, Rudyard. It's a family business. 15th century, that means something, doesn't it?
5: If you wanted to, yes. Still, you know my proposition. Just give it a ponder. And if you fancy it, I'm just over there.
6: And I'm just over there?
5: Yep. Yes. Are you all right?
6: Yes, I'm just laughing. Why? I don't know. I've, um, had a
5: really quite, um,
6: Nice evening. Oh, yes. Great fun. Yes. Yes.
5: I I ought to be... Oh, sorry.
6: No, you first.
5: I ought to be getting to bed. I'll see you later. Oh. Long day tomorrow. Thanks for taking the evening off.
6: Oh. Yes, I'll... um, Yes. See you.
5: Sleep well. You too. Enjoy yourself.
3: The next morning found funeral director Rudyard Fun in the same place he'd been all week, lying in bed with his foot in plaster and being a source of irritation to everyone around him.
7: Ready for my breakfast! Georgie! Hello down there, Madeline.
8: Sleep well? Georgie! What is it?
7: I'd like my breakfast now, please.
8: I'm doing it. Egg and soldiers, pipe down. Actually, I think I'm
7: in the mood for sausage and beans this morning.
8: Well, you've got egg soldiers. Well,
7: I still pay your wages, occasionally, and I'd prefer sausage and beans.
8: Fine. I'll chuck the
7: eggs. Oh, no, bring them in. Madeline enjoys them. And for now, I'll have my cereal with chocolate milk.
8: Yes, sir. Oh,
7: and my special spoon.
8: With the spaceman, Space ranger. Can I ask, do you think you'll be getting up today?
7: Oh, I doubt it.
8: Mustn't rush these things.
7: (sighs) Lest we forget, I do have a broken foot after all.
8: Would you like another one?
7: No, just a cereal, please. Oh, Madeline, I don't think Antigone was in last night. You don't happen to know where she went? You hesitated. Yes, you did. You he- Don't interrupt. That's all right. But you did, you hesitated. It's just she seems so odd this week, evasive, like she's hiding something from me. So she did go out. Where to? Was she with anyone? Why would you stay in? Which film? Leslie Phillips. Yep, seen that one. Roger. It's her. Don't say anything. Act natural.
6: Enter. So, you're going to be useless for another day or not?
7: Antigone, a broken foot doesn't mend overnight. It'll take six weeks at
6: least. You can still help out around the place.
7: Doctor Edgware told me to stay in bed and avoid stress.
6: Doctor Edgware sleeps for no more than half an hour each night. Do you really trust his judgment?
7: If it keeps me in bed all day, then yes.
8: Here's your cereal, sir. And before you ask for it, a glass of orange juice.
7: This orange juice has bits in it.
8: I'll spoon them out.
6: No! For heaven's sake! You're meant to be running a business, not consuming us out of house and home.
7: I need rest and relaxation. And if I'd known the only way to get any was breaking my foot in a mine disaster, I'd have done it years ago. I'll put the radio on. I'm going to miss my programme. Did you suffer an accident at work that wasn't your fault? Did you suffer an accident at work that was your fault? Call me, Reverend Wavering, and for a cool 10%, I'll help you get the compensation you may or may not deserve. And remember, I may know nothing about the law, but nor
1: does anyone else.
7: Best deal I ever made. Could somebody fluff my pillows?
1: You're listening to Jennifer Delacroix, piffling FM. Today's top stories. Ever since our coverage of Pifflin's first press conference, our listenership has continued to grow and may reach double figures by the end of the month. Big, big thanks to Rudyard Fun. Oh. Hope you recover from your accident. And where's my ten percent, you twister? They'd make me come over there and beat you out. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend. I think
7: that'll do for today. Come here. Turn this off, Georgie. Oh,
1: this just in our very first breaking news story. No, Georgie, wait. We don't have. Full details yet, but it seems that there was a tragic accident last night at the Piffling Travelling Circus. What the wreckage of a car has been discovered having crashed into a tree not far from the main site. One fatality has been confirmed. The driver, Bijou, the clown. Didn't we see her years ago? Shh, shh, shut up, shh. Shut up. Death would have been instantaneous. God, breaking news is depressing. I'm not doing this again. Antigone, are you all right? Oh, we've had an update. Authorities at the site have requested the presence of Mr. Eric Chapman. Eric Chapman, if you're listening, Piffley needs your help.
6: We've got to get go to that circus. Come on, Georgie.
7: I want my sausages. Damn
6: your sausages, Roger. I'm not letting Chapman get his beautiful hands on this one. What? You heard me. Come on, Georgie. See you soon.
9: But I but, but...
7: Oh, well. You and me, Madeline. Madeline?
3: I didn't like to leave him behind, but I knew the action was at that circus. Antigone and Georgie tumbled into the square and caught sight of Eric Chapman just a few metres ahead of them.
6: Look. There he is. Shall I tackle him again or shall No, I can do it. No! You can't go to the circus. What the bloody hell? You can't go. Not today. You're not going. What? You hear me? She's mine. Antigone, what's the matter hey, with you?
8: Time out, Antigone. Time out. Come on. <clears throat> oh. Ow! Can you stop hitting me? Calm down. Let go. I need my arms to hit
5: things. You and your brother are determined to ruin every suit I own, aren't you? Look at it. I don't care
6: about you. Okay, look, 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 look. Circus. Yes,
5: I, the circus. I know. They've just called me. They've asked me to go in. I'm sorry,
6: but you can't. I'm going.
5: But, Antigone, you know what's happened there? Yes. It's a real tragedy and I I don't know if you're up to it. Oh,
6: thank you for letting me decide for myself what I'm up to doing, Shaman. Antigone,
5: I really have to warn you on this one. Eric! Yes? I'm going. F- you don't get it, do you?
8: Hey, Eric. Do us a favour, eh? Alright. Sure.
5: Okay. I won't go. Thank you. Bye. But if you need my help... Antigone! Antigone!
3: Antigone had no time to waste. She sped onwards like a jet propelled pipe cleaner wearing a dress, and Georgie and I struggled to catch up. When we arrived at the big top, we found a circus in chaos and mourning. Even the elephants were crying.
6: Right. We need to find someone in authority. Excuse me, bearded man. Yes. Could you direct us to... um... Oh, God, it's it's just awful. (laughs) Yes, I know. This is no good, they're all too distraught.
8: Yeah, what about her? In the top hat and the big boots. Of course, the
6: ring mistress. She's exactly who we need to speak to. Big fan of the whip. Georgie!
3: We approached Her Maleficent Majesty, Marlena Magdalena. Allegedly of Slovakian extraction, Marlena had come to Piffling 12 years ago to study macroeconomic theory and circus skills. She'd usurped the Piffling Circus from its former master and now ruled it with an iron fist. Grieve, everybody.
0: Grieve. You call that grieving?
3: Marlena was puffing on a desultory fag while sat on her favourite throne, which in turn was held aloft by her favourite strong man. Antigone slipped in between a couple of jugglers and made her appeal.
6: Uh.
8: uh hello? Excuse me?
3: What was that? I
0: think a gnat just buzzed in my ear.
8: Oi! Snoopsey, down here!
0: Visitors! Intruding on our private morning! I would have you thrown to the lions, if they weren't so depressed.
6: But we're the undertakers!
0: Are you indeed? Put me down, Patrick.
5: Yes, your majesty.
0: There. Now we can speak... eye to eye. Um, that's right. Where is the one they call Chapman?
6: Uh, well, he's not coming. You see, I... I wanted to do the thing myself, so... How
8: dare you! Uh, I won't lie, that's pretty hot.
0: There is only one on this island who can provide a service
6: befitting the height of our tragedy.
8: I'm as capable as anyone.
0: Do you even serve the one they call Chapman? She works at fun funerals, Your Majesty. Fun funerals? Ha! I'm too angry to
2: laugh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You think I turn over our dead to you? The tears, they roll from my face.
6: Yes, thank you. I know we've not got exactly the best reputation around here, but really...
0: Why is she still talking to me? Get them out.
6: I came here today to pay my respects, and because I can provide the finest funeral you've ever seen in your life.
7: Your Majesty, she did do the funeral of Roger Noggins. It was pretty damn
0: good. They had a magician. So what? I got magicians coming out of my arse.
8: That may be true, though it probably isn't. But well, this woman is the best mortician in a one mile radius.
6: Damn it, yes, I am. This funeral deserves the highest level of dedication and care, and I owe it to Bijou to see that she gets it. That's the only reason I'm here. Ha! Huh. Give me one good reason why I should not have you thrown to my trapeze artist. Because fan funerals will carry out the service by tomorrow free of charge. Really? Yes. The
4: whole thing? Yes. Are you sure?
6: Yes.
2: Our friend!
0: You have yourself a bargain. Though how you'll manage it in 24 hours, I cannot conceive. It shouldn't be too difficult. We shall see. Take her away. Give her every assistance.
8: Yes, oh, i here before I go. Yes, what is it? If you want to go out some time or stay in some
3: time. Georgie! Give us a ring. Bye. A few hours later, Rudyard was waking up from a relaxing nap.
7: Mm, what time is it? Three o'clock! Oh, somebody should have brought me lunch hours ago. Georgie! Georgia! Antigone! Anybody? Ah, Madeline. Uh, where's Antigone? Is she in? Then why isn't she bringing me some lunch? Come on, come on, come on. Oh. So you went to the circus with them. Did Antigone get the funeral? Oh, well done, her. Simple job, is it? You hesitated again. What's going on here? Oh, for the love of. Right. Fine. Yep, my own lunch, shall I? Only a severely ill man. What's the worst that could happen? If I drop down dead, well, she'll just inherit the whole business. With those crutches? Ah. Oh, joke's on her. In my will, I've left everything to Bill. That'll settle her hash. Ow. Okay, here we are. Let us venture into this brave new world that has such terrors in it. What was that? <coughs> nope. Definitely happened. <coughs> Adam, there's a dead clown in the corridor. <coughs> yes, there is. I'm standing on him. <coughs> oh, now you see him. Sure. Antigone, George! Eh? I know you. Oh, what's the point? <sighs> Better sweep him up, I suppose. Just because I'm ill, that's no reason why standards should slip. I'll get the broom. (laughs) Madeline. There's a dead clown in the cupboard. And another one. And two more. Yes, I think surprised is a fair word to use, Madeline. Also perplexed, concerned, incensed, Antigone! Yes. Let's take this in order, shall we? I wasn't woken up, I haven't been brought my lunch, and there are dead clowns all over the house. Care to explain why?
6: Ah, uh, yes. Well, we didn't wake you up because we were busy with the clowns.
7: Stuffing them into cupboards.
6: Yes, and we didn't make you lunch because we were still busy with the clowns.
7: Good. Well, we've been quite comprehensive so far, so how about we go for the million-dollar question and tell me why you should be busy with dead clowns in the first place?
6: That's rather more difficult to answer.
7: How about we go into the kitchen?
6: <coughs> There's another five there. Why? What? Why? Oh, why, why, yes, well, uh, you see, I went to the circus so I could sort out Bijou's funeral. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to the ring mistress. Mm-hmm. And we got talking and I told her that Fun Funerals wanted to do the whole service. Mm-hmm. And she seemed happy with that, so...
7: um Yes. When Bijou crashed her car, was she the only one inside it? No. Were the others all killed as well? Yes. Have you... Accidentally agreed to do a funeral for not just a clown, but a number of clowns. Yes. How many? How many clowns?
6: Forty. Sorry? Forty.
7: Forty. Forty
6: dead clowns, yes.
7: When's the funeral? Tomorrow. Mm. And how much are we being paid for all this?
6: Nothing. <laughs> What? They said I'd do it all free of charge, so we're getting nothing at all in terms of money or anything. Roger. <coughs> Roger. I know it looks bad, but I, I promise you, Georgie and I will stay up all night to get it right, and and and, and I'll never go to the circus again. Roger. <coughs> oh dear, Georgie.
8: Is he crying?
6: Uh, only on the inside.
8: sir let's get you back to bed eh would you like that sir <coughs> of course you would and we can get you some nice food and a cup of hot water strong just as you like it and when you up, oh, watch that clown when you wake up tomorrow all the dead clowns will simply have gone away
6: Yes, well, yes. This does look bad, I'll grant that. But we can get through it. Yes, can't we? Eh, hey, Madeline?
8: At least we always know how he's feeling.
6: Georgie, look me in the eye. Am I an idiot?
8: No. Actually, yeah. Sorry, yeah, you are.
6: <sighs> Better get back to it, I suppose. One embalmed, 39 to go. Do you think we should tell Roger not
8: to look under his bed? No! <laughs> I don't think it matters now, really.
3: Knowing that the task ahead would require all of Fun Funeral's resources, Georgie arranged a temporary substitute to take her place at the Mayor's office.
6: Um Miss Scruble? Yes? Have you paid the telephone bill? No. Could you pay the telephone bill?
3: I'm sure I'll get round to it. Thank you. Meanwhile, Antigone and Georgie had descended into the mortuary. They remained there for hours upon hours, working flat out to embalm 40 clowns and prepare 40 clown coffins. But the enormity of their task was overwhelming.
6: Con! On. Stupid machine! God's sake, can't you barn any faster. It's just a couple of clowns. What's the matter with you? Right, there's another one done. Switch him out, bug a new one in. Yeah! Hang
8: on. There. Yeah. It's the 15th coffee. Faster, faster! Okay, let's pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me connect on the next one. Antigone, I
6: seriously need some coffee. No! We're not even halfway. Everywhere I turn, the glassy, accusing eye of a clown glares back at us. We've got to keep going. But
8: we're running out of wood. I can't build
6: any coffee. Yes, you can. Rip the floorboards up, use the doors, use anything. Georgie, we've got to do something I've never done before. What's that? We've got to believe in ourselves, Georgie. <laughs> you see, we've got to, because otherwise we. We.
8: Oh, no, no! No, no 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 I no! I'm seeing all the No, Why did. no.
1: no,
8: didn't I? Didn't you just think we were going bloody go on
6: and solve the never bloody sorry
8: hell? Now can we make some coffee? Why is life? Why is life? What? I
6: don't know that was it. Just why is life? Look,
8: let's switch the radio on. Find some soothing music or something. I hate
6: music. I hate soothing. We're mix. putting it on.
1: Okay. And we've called the mayor's office for a statement, but for some reason we can't get through. For the moment, looks like those ducks aren't going off that merry-go-round anytime soon. In other news, a mysterious mystery at Fun Funeral. What? It seems that nobody has set eyes on funereal siblings Rudyard and Antigone Fun, nor their plucky young assistant Georgie Crusoe, in over three days. What? Rumour has it that they're preparing the clown car catastrophe caper funeral, but there's no sign of life at the funeral home, ironically, or not. And Marlena Magdalena of the Piffling Travelling Circus is very much on the (laughs) warpath. She's terrified. Three days.
8: We must have totally lost track of time. No wonder we're
6: knackered. But that means we missed our deadline days ago.
8: What the hell's Marlena going to say about this? Hold me, Georgie. Hold your own, Georgie.
6: I have come here to discuss a funeral. I do not mind whose it is. Miss Magdalena, I can only offer you my sincerest... (coughs) You can give me the funeral you promised us three whole days ago.
8: We're doing the best we can. The stairwell is blocked with decomposing clowns. I heard the man crying in his bedroom as I passed. He just wants sausages and beans. He's easily placated. <laughs> okay, that still does it for me. But it's going to make conversation very hard if you keep doing it. I have had enough of this. Give me my
6: clowns. But we're using them. Give me the clowns, I say. No, go away.
8: I shall take them to the man I requested in the first place.
6: We'll... Give you a discount. Uh, no, that's impossible. Um, um, A free gift. Yes. Take something. Anything. Take me. Not Georgie. I need her. But please, I've got to do this funeral. I spoke to Bijou the night before she died, and I gave her my word. Well, no, I didn't, because I didn't know she'd die. But if I had, then I would have. Though I didn't. But if I had, I'd have done it. So please, let me do this funeral
8: for her. You're mad. But also, crucially, nearly halfway done so you might as well leave it with us, eh?
4: Hmm. It will be tomorrow. In the morning. At nine o'clock.
6: If you are late, I shall feed you to my elephant. Ha!
8: Don't worry. She can't do that. There's a law against it. We passed it last week.
6: Tomorrow morning. It can't be done, can it?
8: I mean, I think we'll need a miracle. And there's only one man on the island with that kind of look. I'm going to check in on Rudyard.
1: So, how are you adjusting to your new life together? Oh, getting by. Getting by. are oh, we, Bill? Yeah.
9: As, as Tanya says, getting by. Just the main thing is just... Not having him around anymore.
1: Because Jerry was always there, wasn't he? Always there. Yeah, the three of us. Always there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
2: <laughs> oh, <Tom. laughs> I love you, aren't <laughs> you? Uh,
1: uh, well, I've got another side of questions for you, so we'll give you a sec to compose yourselves. <laughs> In the meantime, here's that message again for a certain someone in case she hasn't heard it yet. Antigone. Chairman.
5: I know why you're doing this and I know how much it means to you. Believe me, I'd never try and take this away from you. All I'm saying, no, begging you, is to let me help you in any way I can. You can't do this alone, Antigone. You can't do this alone. Shut up,
8: shut up, shut up, shut up. What? shut up, Helen. Hello. Was that Eric on the radio? No. Sounds like him. It was dead ringers. Oh, right. Rudyard's in a pretty bad way. I think he's got a fever. I've given him some tablets, but we really should see a doctor. Rudyard,
6: can wait. The clowns can't. Only another 25 to do before morning.
3: But no matter how hard they tried, the mountain of work grew higher and higher. I hadn't seen such despair on Antigone's face since the days of my original Memoirs of a Funeral House Mouse. Three stars from The Guardian read like a four. Things were getting desperate.
7: Antigone! Antigone! Can I come down? Yes. It's three o'clock in the morning. You need to sleep.
6: Can't. Too much work. Too many clowns.
7: They're, uh, beginning to rot. The smell. I know. When's the deadline? Six hours. Uh, You'll have to ask for more time.
6: I've had more time.
7: uh, Still feeling a bit hot.
6: My head's spinning. Richard? Yes? I've taken my shoes off. Why? I'm drunk. Oh, have some methanol. No, thank you. Are you okay? Yes. George is resting. Mm. Mm. I'm keeping watch. In half an hour, we'll embalm some more clowns together. The funeral's in six hours. Yes, you told me. Um, Antigone. I don't think you'll make it. I've got to, for Bijou. Have you embalmed her yet? I can't remember. We don't have the resources for this. No. The embalming machine has stopped. We haven't the fuel to cremate them. We haven't any more wood to make coffins. Mm. Yes,
7: I saw my bedroom door had gone, Mm -hmm. and my bedside table, and my bed. I don't really have a room anymore. And
6: yet, it's still not enough. Not nearly enough.
7: So we can't get the bodies in the coffins and the... Oh, 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 oh. You know the worst thing about it all?
6: I've let her down. Who?
7: No, no, no. I bet Chapman would have found a way. Chapman? He's probably across the road now. Cackling away to himself, eating a truffle. Maybe two. Chapman. He's destroyed us at last. Perfect revenge for what I did. Or was it because we existed in the first place?
6: Chapman! Rudyard! You're absolutely right. He can help us.
7: Ask with help? Never. If we're getting destroyed, we're getting destroyed with dignity. I want my slippers. We
6: don't need to ask him for help. In fact, we can make him help us without him even knowing.
7: You're rambling, Antigone. And there are two of you.
6: It's a question of resources.
7: Really, very. There's no
6: time to waste. We've got to get to Chapman's. Come on.
7: I'm not going there. Stop
6: being difficult.
7: <laughs> it's three in the morning. I've got a broken foot. I'm tired and sick and I want my slippers. You can't make me go. I'll oh, fill your life
6: with spiders. <laughs>
2: I'm a sick
7: man. Let's go, Rajat.
2: Oh, I don't know what's happening. Oh! Georgie! no. Oh!
3: Out into the inanimate night staggered the exhausted Antigone, dragging her brother behind her. They shambled across the square, unseen by human eyes. Antigone had devised a simple plan, to break into Chapman's and to procure whatever she needed. The interior of Chapman's funeral home was entirely still and entirely silent. It was clear to me that if Antigone was to gain entry unannounced, she required a crafty plan indeed.
6: Right, in again. Stop crying. (laughs) We haven't got much time.
2: Uh,
6: uh, Why are we here? For supplies. Grab anything that looks useful. Uh, Okay. Roger, that's just a vase. We could keep pens in it. No! We need things for the funeral. Tools, wood, embalming fluids, anything.
5: <laughs> this is a terrible plan.
6: You mean a terrific plan, that's what you mean. Easy mistake, the words are very similar. Wait, did you hear that?
5: Hello? It's Chapman.
7: You must have heard the smashing glass. Oh, the cunning swine!
5: Quick, hide! <laughs> Hello? i Is someone there? I can assure you this isn't the least bit amusing.
7: What do we do?
5: I shall report this. My behind us is that a lift? Yes, I've seen it.
7: It's a really nice lift. It's all right, I don't care.
6: Three, two, run. Hey, you, come back. Doors opening. Get in, get in, get in, get in. Oh, oh, oh. Stop right there. Come on, come on. Shut, 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 shut. Sh- doors closing. Wait a second. Is that. No, it isn't going. I'm ticking I don't think he's off. For God's sake. Doors opening. Where are we? I don't know, I just mashed the buttons.
7: Why does everyone have a secret lair except us?
6: It looks more like a, a laboratory. All this equipment. All these machines.
7: I'm sorry, I'm taking here. I'm really not feeling well.
6: Richard, there's someone inside this machine. Look!
7: You're right. I
6: I think he's dead! And over here, another body. Antigone.
7: What? What is it? This one here, it's empty. So? It's reserved for me. What? Look. Rudyard. What does
5: it mean? Enjoying yourself.
7: No! (gasps) Chapman. How did you get here without
5: the lift? I took the stairs. This
6: place has everything.
5: Look, I really don't want to be a pain, but can you explain what the hell you two think you're doing here? Can
6: you explain what you're doing with these bodies? Well,
5: Mr. Wilde's getting buried on Friday at Lord Sinclair Tuesday week. I'm keeping their bodies preserved in the freezers till I can work on them. Standard practice. Freezers? Oh, is
6: that what
5: they are? Yes, you should have them. Well, why does this one say Rudyard? It says rhubarb. Does it? See, I'm keeping rhubarb. What for? To eat it. Look, for Pete's sake, what's going on? And why in God's name are you in your dressing gown? Why are you? I live here! Shut
6: up, both of you. Look at them. All oh, these breezes. You could have kept 40 clowns down here at any time. It'd have been easy for you. Yes, I
5: know. Where have you been keeping them? Oh, you know, around the house. you what? That is incredibly unhygienic. Yes, I know. Do you do have any idea what
7: you're doing? Now, look here, Chapman. You may have the technology and the rhubarb, but over at fun funerals, we just rely on good old fashioned efforts to get. Oh, what leave
5: I it mean. out, Rudyard. Don't you think it took me any effort to build up this place? No, I don't. You really think that, do you?
7: Yep. Then how did I do it? Magic! You use magic! And I don't think you really exist. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to faint, and I hope it'll be on your conscience. You're going to what, now? <laughs> uh, oh.
6: Richard, he's very ill.
5: Antigone, you've got to let me help. We can get all the bodies over here in the morning and between us we can you get know. it... But we can do this one together, like I said, as partners. That's
6: not what I want from you.
5: What do you want from me?
6: I want you to hand over all your embalming fluid. Your coffins, your freezers, your flowers, and then... I'm going to get into that lift and take you back home and then I'm going to win! Do you hear me Chapman? We'll never give up. We'll... never...
5: Antigone! Wake up, Antigone! Rudyard.
3: It had been too much for them. Their minds were shattered, their bodies wearing a bit thin. They were soon put under the care of the equally fatigued Dr. Edgware. I sat by their hospital beds and answered my fan mail whilst waiting for any signs of their recovery.
8: Mm. Cheers, Madeline. Georgie. Mm. Where's
6: Richard?
7: Next bed over. I've eaten the grapes.
8: Oh. What happened? You collapsed about 18 hours ago. Couldn't wake you up. Eric carried you both here in the middle of the night. Chapman Community Hospital? Nah, too popular. You're in the other one.
7: Where bathing is optional and not recommended.
8: What time
3: is
6: it? Late.
8: What about the funeral? Eric's taken over. it will be on the beach. we will be doing it in about half an hour. I see. I'm sorry, Bijou.
7: Oh, never mind, Antigone. We'll pick ourselves up again, like we usually do. What's
6: the point? Really, what is the point? How often can we keep failing and failing? What is the point? Uh.
8: I think I'll call the doctor over.
6: What's the verdict,
9: Doctor?
0: Yes, please tell us. It's serious, I'm afraid. You're going to have a baby.
9: Oh. Oh! Well... Well that's wonderful news!
0: Is it? Oh, right, congratulations.
8: Doctor, they're both awake now!
0: It never ends.
8: He's coming over.
0: Good evening, Doctor. Stop. What did I tell you? Stay in bed, avoid stress, and leave me alone. It's the best prescription I've got. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. And you're no better. I think it's time you had a chat, don't you? Take a seat. I never touch them. Right. Bearing in mind the circumstances of last night, and indeed the past few months, it's my opinion you should see a psychiatrist. That's it, really? Yes. Place. So don't bother. Just take my advice. If you think you're about to annoy someone, don't do it.
6: To tell it to chat. He's always there, succeeding at things. If you can give us a
0: Chapman answer, look. Answer. Let me identify real professional stress: running two hospitals without any staff. Do you know how old I am? No. Neither do I. Look, at least you don't have to worry about competition on your doorstep. I'd kill for it. I look out the window and all I can see is another hospital i meant to be in. Yes, but now- your no. clients only come to you once. Mine come back to me over and over again. Most of them sent here by you. And one of your bloody funerals. Well, if you hate it so much, why don't you stop? More importantly, why don't you? Well, I- No?
6: I don't know.
0: I know you don't know. Why does anyone do anything? I can't prescribe anything for that. Still, I should try. What's your poison? Aspirin? Morphine?
6: Aspirin,
8: thank you.
0: Wait here. Don't damage
8: anyone. He's fun.
0: Antigone,
7: this funeral.
8: Yes. How much
6: does it mean to you? It doesn't anymore. Mm. We're going. What?
7: Georgie? is your moped outside?
6: Yeah, but what and do you me- me?
7: We're going to reclaim that funeral.
6: But, but Are you insane? Like
7: the doctor said, why does anyone do anything? Why? Because it matters. Georgie. will you help us?
8: It's a stupid idea, so yes. Antigone? I... Oh, but... Uh. Now look
7: here, Antigone, it's just enough time, but we have
8: to go now! Yes, I am mm. with you, Richard. Yeah!
6: Right!
0: Time to make a getaway! I didn't have any aspirin, so I brought you some Lego. Where are you going?
8: Doctor, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm gonna have to knock you unconscious. Why? So we can escape without you knowing.
0: But I know now!
8: He's on to us! Georgie, attack! Wait!
0: <laughs> if you're determined to knock me out, couldn't you just put me to bed? Because yeah. yeah. that, that would be, you, you know, if you could just do that for right? you yeah. up Oh, there oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. Here's oh, your thank you. This, this,
3: this is. Oh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs>
7: Take it, Georgie. Madeline, let's get that funeral.
3: Rudyard led our daring escape from the hospital. Soon, we were clinging onto Georgie's moped for dear life as we sped off towards our destiny at Piffling Beach. The
7: Lord Jesus was
5: said to have turned water into wine. Which was a pretty nifty trick. But wouldn't it have been even niftier if he'd done it
7: whilst flinging himself around on the flying trapeze?
8: I have often
7: asked that
5: question.
8: Talk about clowns. Oh, well, I find
4: them a bit scary, actually. What? <laughs>
5: yes, uh, never mind, Nigel. Yeah, exactly. I'll take it from here. Uh, good evening, everyone. You two. Now... I know that you all expected this service a few days ago. Well, you've all been incredibly patient, and I see absolutely no reason why this funeral should be delayed a moment longer. Stop the funeral! Sure. Why not?
8: It's us, Chapman!
5: We want our funeral back. I don't believe this.
6: Roger, I suddenly feel very silly. That's what they want you to think. No, I really do feel extremely silly. How dare you! Ha! You! You! Funds! You shatter the dignity of this service! Have you no shame? I should tear you apart!
5: If you do that, then you won't have a funeral. What is that supposed to mean? I'm not doing it. They are. Really? Oh, Them, but they are such idiots. They might be wearing hospital gowns on a breezy night. Oh dear. But God help me, I've never known anybody want something quite so much before. Antigone, you win.
6: But I don't see forty coffins. How have you done it?
5: The clowns. They were all in the car when it crashed. I just stuffed them back in. Simple. Only took half an hour. Oh. We're going to set it alight and push it out to sea.
2: A spectacle
0: worthy of their genius.
6: That's very clever.
5: Yes, I know. Care for a light?
6: Thank you, Chapman.
5: You, Ross. Just... Oh, go on, get on with it. We haven't got all night. Come on, Roger. Oh. This is
7: really your...
8: Please.
5: Oh. Right, go. Georgie, can I ask you... Am I mad, or are they?
8: To be honest, I'm really the only one who isn't. Do
5: mm. you want to get a drink something? Don't push it. No, fair enough.
3: Antigone and Rudyard approached the funeral pyre, and, their hands both gripping the flaming torch, they set it alight.
6: Bye, Bijou. And the rest of them. Yes, she's all right. Just same. I know. Rajad. I know you're my brother and all. But in spite of everything, I am glad you exist.
7: Into antagonist. Just about.
3: The raft was pushed out to sea, the flames licking at the clear night sky. Brother and sister stood together upon the shores of Piffling and watched it float away.
4: Ought to be Clowns was written by David K. Barnes and was performed by Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Hera Baxendale as Georgie, Katie Manning as Bijou, Emily Stride as Marlena Magdalena, Elana Ross as Jennifer Delacroix, Andy Seacomb as Reverend Wavering, Sean Baker as The Mayor, Ellie Dickens as Miss Scruple, David K. Barnes as Dr. Edgware. And Belinda Lang as Madeline, with additional voices by Holly Campbell and Pip Gladwin. Original music composed by James Whittle.
2: I'm surrounded by coffins, but the truth is, of course, is
8: we in get the, in the body the in a coffin in a drought of time. Yes, the ground.
2: Time. We. Get
4: the program was recorded at the Art Space Studios by Tom Guilleron and was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield.
10: Hello there, uh, my name's Andy Goddard. And I'm John Weekfield. Um, if you're listening to this, then you have just finished episode 8 of Series 2 of *Wooden Overcoats, which means that Series 2 is sadly over.
9: It has been a long but brilliant year, which began with us all sitting around a coffee table, thinking about what next for Rudyard, Antigone, Georgie, Eric and the residents of Piffling Vale. Would they come back? Which of Madeline's stories should we tell? And most importantly, how could we do it? Well, we asked you to lend us a hand. We launched our Kickstarter alongside our very own mini-series, Piffling Lives, focusing on the individual lives of some of our favourite characters from the series. Island of Passion, which billed itself as a sort of Hello.
0: Philosophical you gave me quite the, the start. Loneliness... I you've me with my hand Good. The right,
9: Um, I'm having another biscuit. Through all of that and all of your generosity, we were able to raise over ten thousand pounds to create a second series for all of you.
2: Ready? <laughs> now the teams
9: of writers, musicians, and the cast were assembled. Some familiar voices and some wonderful new additions throughout.
2: Here's all the
8: bloody dogs. What? Ruff, ruff. a <laughs> <laughs>
9: And we hope you enjoyed yourself. Seeing your enthusiasm, your artwork, your love of the characters and piffling really does make the show completely worthwhile for all of us here at Wooden Overcoats. The world of audio content is rapidly changing in terms of how it's created. And if that wasn't enough, we've also been lucky enough to be nominated for a number of awards, including the pre-Europa in Berlin where we and a number of the world's most exciting program makers and podcasters met to talk about the future of radio the range and diversity of audio
7: even in the room it was uh rudyard they don't like my umbilical cord give
9: me closer to home of course we brought the show to many of you who came down to london and saw us live packing out the horse and stables pub in waterloo every week which was just a, a fabulous sight to see. And to uh, hear real live reactions to all of those things we'd laboured over in studio was wonderful.
6: I said those things to you in confidence.
9: <laughs> and we're enormously grateful to all of those live show casts, to all of our casts for the series, all of our writers, everyone, as I always say. But also, to you guys for listening.
10: As a quick thank you, we've just recorded this little message for you from our live show the other night.
5: No. Uh, okay, I'm Tom Crowley and thank you
8: I'm Kira Baxendale and I say thank you I'm Beth <laughs> and thank you very much
9: I'm Felix Trench, thank you uh, I'm John Wakefield, thank you I'm Andy Goddard and cheers <laughs> Oh,
2: Northern
9: <laughs> <laughs> But remember There is one more episode this series, our Christmas special. Rudyard Ruins Christmas for everyone who donated to the Kickstarter and all of you if you head to woodenovercoats.com and give us what you think it's worth or or what you can afford because all the proceeds go straight back into the show. Or you can catch it live this coming Monday uh, in London at the Horse and Staples.
10: But if you want there to be more Wooden Overcoats after the Christmas special... Um, remember there are loads of ways that you can help us do that Uh, first and foremost uh, if you haven't already if you could jump on iTunes and leave us a review that's enormously helpful for us to find new listeners also um, by following us on our social media channels Uh, we've got a Facebook page uh, a Twitter um tumblr and instagram all of that uh, it contributes massively to us and also you get to see loads of lovely content made by us and by our fans throughout the year not just when we're releasing wooden overcoats
9: and if you're in london in february we'll be appearing at the vault festival which is a very exciting festival in these old abandoned tunnels under waterloo station uh, and we'll be appearing on saturday the 4th of february and if you're coming down to london for vaults Don't miss uh, Friends of the Show's Story Etc. on the 3rd, and the Beef and Dairy Network on the 5th.
10: But aside from the uh, Podcast Week stuff, uh, there are also a lot of people involved in Wooden Overcoats, either writing for it or in it, or just generally about the place, who have stuff on at Vault Festival. Um, Just a few that I want to mention are uh, Growing House, which is by Molly Beth Marosa, uh, Casual Violence Grotto in the Grotto, which is by James Hamilton, you Having Olaf and Siren, which is by Joe Cullen. Uh, Crocodile, which is by Joe Eyre, which is Beth Eyre's brother. Uh, she's also producing that show. Uh, Witten Camp, which has Holly Campbell in it. And uh, Don't Let Me Down, which uh, I'm writing uh, for Kira Baxendale. There's also David K. Barnes' new theatre show, uh, which is Birthday Suit, which is on at the Old Red Lion for most of January and the first part of February. So do check those out on the Vault website. We've got links to all of that on the show notes and on the website
8: now. This is what I call a party.
10: Thanks again for listening. Uh, We really hope we get to do more of these and speak to you again like this, Um, but for now, have a very happy Christmas and we'll hopefully see you next year.
9: Enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. really lovely way just to, to leave it alone. Like sorry, that. I just punched you. And you did just punch me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
8: <sighs> leave that in. <sighs> uh, Christmas.
10: Let the series down.